here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. It's the last show of the year. Yeah, look at that. I was going to ask that if we were going to take next week off. Yeah, we are. Okay, okay. feel like we've kind of been uh, floundering a little lately. Uh, Once you start talking about Nazi secretaries in the middle of Christmas, I feel like it's like, (laughs) yeah, let's take a break. Let's uh, Uh, give it a little rest and see what we come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did. I did get a lot of comments about that segment, by the way. Really? What did people say? Oh, mainly they just wanted to know why I didn't talk about the Nazi secretary more. And I was like, well, we kind of got off track. But I was trying to remember, like, imagine her just interviewing for another job. Like, how do you do in a demanding environment? Well, my last boss was Hitler. Ma'am, let's not <laughs> let's not make unnecessary comparisons. No, you no, don't no. understand. Really? Actual Hitler. <laughs> um, anyway, it is our final show before Christmas. Or Yeah, I celebrate Christmas, so... It's my final show before Christmas. Like I my be like, final show before Christmas too. Well, I just want to be like, like what or whatever you said. But it's we're like midway through Hanukkah, right? I think so. If not already, let's see. I think this is day five or day four. If Kanye, if what Kanye West was saying was correct, I should know exactly what's going on with Hanukkah, and I don't. Which is how I know Kanye West is full of shit. It's the 18th through the 26th. All right, so it's still ha- we're midway through. Happy we're, Hanukkah. Yes, we are. Oh, I definitely would have said that, yeah. I was just trying to nail down the actual day. Were you trying to imply that I I was saying you wouldn't have wished people a happy Hanukkah? No. Okay. No, I knew it was still going on. I just didn't know if it was at the end or not. Got it. Anyway. Got it. Uh, I, 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 I spent all day on the phone, it feels like, yesterday working out a, a holiday menu with my mother. Like, what, what, what for what you guys are going to eat? <laughs> yes. At your own house? Yeah, for the like, because I'm coming down, right? And I, so we're celebrating Christmas. So, like, we got to make a nice Christmas meal. And there's Christmas Eve and there's Christmas Day. And, like, what are we going to have for each meal? But the thing is, with my mother, is she just like throws things out there and, like, brisket. Yeah. Oh, no. Mark, I swear to God. I'm like, so I'm like, so what do you want to have? And she's like, well, I have a beef tenderloin, a ham. I want to do some lobster rolls. And I was thinking maybe that you could make some cookies. What the fuck meal is that? (laughs) Well, that was it was over several nights. But I had to, like, sit down and be like, okay, what night are we doing? What things? And then there's two young ones involved. So like that uh, lobster roll is lobster roll really on the menu? Lobster rolls really on the menu. That seems like a weird Christmas meal. Apparently, my mom was walking through Wegmans and saw some split rolls and went, ooh, lobster rolls. Okay, I mean. Which is a fair thought. I get it. Yeah, I mean, like, what? Like either that or, like, I guess some type of chicken set, like, similar type situation. Yeah. What else are you going to put in there? But. Right. I will say, I think people who do the seven fishes is are just disgusting. Just gross. I, I, I didn't know. I mean, like, I've heard of people that did it. I always thought it was a side, like, not for real. Sort of like a fruitcake. No, people do it. I remember Ugh. one time I looked up the seven fishes, and I was just like, gross. Who wants to eat seven fish meals? I mean, it's definitely been uh, around pandemic. Maybe just the Christmas right before the pandemic, but I think it's a post-pandemic thing that I've even learned what it was. No, it was a thing for Italians long before. Yeah. But I, I mean, I never did it. My, my family Christmas Eve, and it's, this is a, this is a little bit of a sad family Christmas Eve for me. Okay. Um, not sad, but it's, my whole, like, extended family used to get together on Christmas Eve. It was a given, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of got knocked off kilter with the pandemic, like everyone's Christmas did. Then last year, some members of the family had COVID, so they didn't come. So this year, I was like, all right, we'll do it again, but it turns out that, Everyone has finally, you know, gotten spouses or very serious significant others, and there's just like a split that's occurring. Yeah, it, and it's yeah. Na- like there's nothing to be mad at, you know. Like it would be much in the same way. Like I, I'm lucky that Sarah and I are both only children, so it's like, all right, I'll do one, and then the other. You know, we'll go to her, we'll go to my parents' house for Christmas Eve and her parents for Christmas. But I realize that everyone else has to make those same choices, right? And, and so, and, yeah. yep. Go ahead. And so it's just like, 
oh, I, I like in my mind, I sort of like this is ultimately good because I can't be traveling all the time. Like once Simone starts to, you know, understand that Santa's going to come visit and all that. Right. Uh, I want her to be in her own house. But it's I did think I was like, nah, I thought we had one more. So it's it's smaller this year. But the reason I brought it up. Was well, be- I, I think, oh. by the way, somebody of your parents generation has to go my house. Oh, it's been that way. Yeah. OK. It's always been it my parents house since since i was like young so it's like we're going to their house i'm still going there it's just that some of the extended family will not be joining us therapy too yeah uh you you do show the dyslexia sometimes (laughs) did you hear yourself i know it came out weird i know it made sense but i know it was yoda like it said uh won't there be two i believe is what you said um no the uh the but I brought this up because we were talking about meals. We never even did a sit-down meal on Christmas Eve. There was just a a table of various appetizers, which I could always tell my wife was low key, like what the fuck on. But it was just it was just a, a spread of of appetizers. Yeah, my family's more of a buffet. Okay, but do you then all sit and eat at the same time? Yes. Yeah, we never did that. But but the but usually because there's so many, right? Like so with my mom mom's family, it's a little bit smaller. So we all pretty much fit around one very large long table. Mm-hmm. Um my dad's family is a whole different situation. Like I was home for Thanksgiving, and usually my grandparents did it, but my cousin has been taking over and um there were like it looks like you know almost a cafeteria in his one room that there were three long tables set up and then there was another like his regular dining room table in the yeah see this sounds like too much i wouldn't bother doing a sit-down meal at that point i think there was 40 people there that's too much. how big is his house i mean it's a normal size house it's like a you know a three-bedroom house i think can you imagine hosting 40 people in a three-bedroom house i mean dude that's that's what my family christmases are like it's where do people sit that's what I'm trying to say is that we set up folding tables. And 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 it's like like a soup kitchen? It's like it <laughs> Well, because it's not it's not always family too. Like it, there's sort of um you know, a lot of people in my family own businesses. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been a, you know, any of their employees are welcome. Okay. So there's always friends like like you know, there's Can always you bring friends me? from Can you bring uh, yeah. Stan? You would be totally welcome. They would love it if I brought if I brought the mashup with me. You should do that one year. Um, I, every year they're like, "So when's the mashup coming to Titusville?" Never, we, mom. We can put you, we can we can get you in the oil festival parade. Never. <laughs> what is the oil festival parade? What is it's that? It's exactly what it sounds like. Okay, I would go. Okay, I would like to. Here's what I would do if I was in the oil festival parade. I don't know if this is a thing, but I would lay down flat on my back on the float, and I would put one of those like things that shoots oil out of the ground, like <laughs> a Derek. Yeah, whatever that is. Whatever the uh-huh. logo for the Houston Oilers used to be. No, no, no. You're, dude. You you can use Drake. I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to be sacrilegious or not? I don't give a shit. What are you because talking? Because you could do, you could just do the normal, like, like more modern, like pumping sort. of No, basically, of like Derek, what I'm getting right? at is, I want to pantomime that I am ejaculating oil all over the festival. Well, but- you could use the symbol of the town of which the oil festival is is surrounded. You okay. know, around. Could, could I do could like use- a Tin Man situation where I'm coming oil everywhere? Probably, yeah. Would that be frowned upon, or would they be like, all right, he's pushing the envelope here, but... Uh, I I think it depends on how you did it. He loves the oil. (laughs) I'd like to be urinating oil, like maybe, okay, maybe, maybe my, maybe it could be like a bunch of, of, of urinals, and then like people dressed up as tin people, and they could be peeing oil. Yeah, yeah. That could be a thing. You know how people are always like, why do, do we really need this label like, do we really need to tell people not to do that? Yeah. I'm I'm that kid, by the way. Would you ejaculate into oil? What happened? No, 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 no. So um, uh, just an obligatory field trip if you're in Titusville. You probably do it four times over the course of your, um, you know, growings up. You go to, to Drake, well, to the museum and to the grounds where the where it was. Yeah. Uh. And what is it? What is Drake? Well, the first oil well. Yes. The first. And now we've always claimed it was the first oil well in the world. But I think we've recently been er, corrected that it was the first oil well in North America. Mm. Um, But whatever. Um, 
where was I? Oh, so when I went on one of mine, one thing they tell you when they go through the museum is that when they first started like looking for it, they didn't really have purposes for it, right? Like they hadn't quite figured out gasoline yet. Yeah. And 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 so it was more for like they were thinking lamps and they would use it for different things. And one of them was medicine. Mm. And so when you, you know, go th- through the museum gift shop, you can buy like a little nip, like an alcohol nip, you know, like you would get a shot of Jameson in. Okay. But of oil? Of Titusville crude. Why yeah. the fuck? What that do came, you do with that? It's like a souvenir. Like I have over on my wall over here, I have a piece of the Berlin wall. It's just like that. Where it's did like you a, get that? Berlin? You can buy, like, are, are they still selling it? I feel like that would be a collector's item. A friend, a friend of mine uh, got it for me not too long ago. A piece of the Berlin Wall. So it's like Mr. that. Mr. So Sampson, like, take down this decorative piece. So so I had the little bottle of Titusville crude, and I'm like, well, this was medicine, and I drank it. Oh, my God. You drank oil? Yeah. Did I didn't you, drink the whole thing. Did I drank you a, swallow it? Yeah. Did you? What happened? I got really sick. I remember it, man. I felt like shit. <laughs> Now, did you I, tell I was a probably teacher? like, yeah, I told people because they were like, what made Because I was fine. Like I was running around having fun. I was excited about the field trip. And then the next thing, you know, like I'm on the bus on the way across town back to school and, you know, mm. I'm in rough shape. And you were like, I drank oil. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they said you could use it as medicine. <laughs> oh, my God. I was probably in like fourth grade or yeah, something like that third too old. third that's too third, old third too old. grade don't or try and make this like you weren't a moron don't, no i don't. i'm i 100 i'm saying i'm a moron Just, i was i was totally i was like like well if it's medicine i can drink it oh god do you remember your dad or mom being like what the fuck man yes okay <laughs> oh good god man so yeah christmas titusville it sounds like there's just like 40 people in one house sounds just I'm sure you love them all because they're your family and they're workers or whatever. That just sounds the worst. It sounds way too crowded. Yeah. Like, I like a... I'm a Christmas Eve guy. Okay. Christmas Day, I think, kind of sucks. Much in the same way New Year's Day kind of sucks. I like the merriment and wonder of a New Year's Eve or a Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, I feel like um, Christmas is over at noon on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's just like a hangover. Fa- it's like, what do you do? Right. And also, it just feels weird. I don't I don't like it when it's too warm out. Okay. And I obviously, any type of snow dusting is a huge bonus. Yeah. You're not going to get that this year, I don't think. I know. I'm sorry. But the, the I, I, Christmas Day, I just always remember being like, you can't call any of your friends. They're doing family stuff. Yep. If you're an only child like me, you've ripped through all your shit, and you're like, okay, now what? And then, just kind of bored. Well, yeah, and if you do go to dinner with family, you do it really early. It's like more of a lunch than a dinner. Yeah, that's true. But it, it always like it always just worked out that one family did Christmas Eve and the other one did Christmas Day, and it was never an issue. Yeah, I, uh, I finally got all my like Christmas tipping done. Which I will say, since I've moved out of a an apartment building, the bill has gone way down, which is nice. I bet you, because I was just going to ask you, because if you're not in a city, if you're in an apartment, like, I don't, dude, I have nobody that I Christmas tip. Well, I left a gift for my mailman. I didn't know okay. what to do there. The mailman leaves a card, which to me says, give me something now. <laughs> Right. I mean, I don't because really, what he's doing there is giving himself more work. So there must be a reason. I've never seen. I've never seen a uh, a a male person carrier leave a card. Oh, I've gotten one two years in a row, and they're clearly like they're not like he bought them at CVS. They're given to him by the USPS. Oh, and then he's like, "Thank you, your letter carrier," and then he signed it. Okay. So, of course, I leave this card out for a couple of days, so I remember that I want to put something else in the mailbox, also so that I can remember how to spell his name. <laughs> Sarah, I guess understandably, thinking that, you know, we what, what are we going to hang this card from the mailman on our fridge 
throws it away. Oh, Sarah. So I go, Sarah, did you throw away the mailman card? She says, yes. Why? And I said, well, I was trying to remember how to spell his name. And she said, isn't it Herman? And I said, <laughs> first of all, it's Muhammad. But, um... <laughs> So, you're not giving me a lot of, like, I know for a fact it's Muhammad. And so I was like, this is not, this is why I left it out. I didn't want to look like a dick, so See, I... this is why I don't throw things away. This is where hoarding starts. I, I wouldn't have thrown it away. I left it out on purpose. I keep, I think, every holiday card that I probably have ever gotten is, is somewhere I have. Okay, that's useless. As we've talked about in the past, you're just... If you're sending out holiday cards, you're just sending people garbage. They have to put it on the fridge for a little and then be like, okay, have I looked at so-and-so's kids long enough? Toss. So I know I was getting one this year. A friend of mine asked for my address, and it's because he, you know, just had a baby. Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, first-year card. Yep. I, 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 I didn't. We haven't done it. Sarah brings Simone is going to be Simone is t- is 27 months old now and uh, S- uh, Sarah has brought it up each Christmas she goes oh god we need to do Christmas cards and I say or we don't as, as years go on right like there has been a noticeable decline in the number of Christmas cards that I get and there's like and I go back and forth I'm like is this because like I'm losing friends and people like don't care about me anymore no or, or is the trend just going away and no one cares or Fucking Instagram was invented anymore. I don't and you know another thing <laughs> when you send out a photo of your scraggly bearded 15 year old just stop don't do the card at that point this is uncomfortable for everyone you made him put on a goddamn sweater you got it printed it minted and then sent to me it has yeah. no personalization we're just we're just keeping industries afloat there <laughs> you're just you're just and the main reason i don't like doing those cards and this is 100 percent true one i gotta be honest i don't know where anyone lives i don't have a book of addresses yeah and you have to you have to call and ask for their address and then they, i feel like that's the surprise yeah it's it's like i guess if you keep it from one year to the next then you don't do it the next year you just it just shows up but the the next thing is i don't like how all these cards when you get them printed these websites require you to carry the website's logo on your card yes it's tacky as hell fucking hate it it's very tacky and therefore that like for example like when i sent out I sent out thank you notes for my wedding. I had to pay so much more money and find a completely different printer to have these notes made that didn't have a, you know, made it minted or spirited or whatever the companies are. I don't like it. It's just like, also, are you motherfuckers doing photo shoots with your kids in November? To get this done. Again, this is just keeping various industries afloat. Oh, I'll use the local photographer. I'll put to minted. I'll, I'll print these labels. I'll buy postage. This is just a giant waste of money. You Listen, have I, Instagram. I agree with you, but I think that there are people who definitely want to do these things that definitely want to like send out cards and be part of that. And, and, and uh, they can't anymore. And it's sad. It's what do you mean they can't because their kids are dead? No, because like nobody, I mean like can, but like for all the reasons you're listening, like it's just, it's not a thing anymore. Dude, well, it's because also Sarah, you know, briefly was like concerned that we weren't doing it, right? And it's, you're, you're just giving yourself homework. You're like, I mean, oh God, I need to make all these cards. No, you don't. This was a completely you decision. Yeah, that's the, I, exactly. I Listen, it's, it's pointless. Uh, I hate Christmas cards, Mark. <laughs> Why do you save them all? <laughs> no, I hate doing them, but but I do save them because there's part of me that's sort of like, if one day that person's not around, it's going to be a great memory to have. No, it's not. You're going to have other memories. You're going to look at this thing that says joy and in, in, in uh, you know, gold, glittery, fucking shiny paper that they just signed Dash Ryan and be like, yeah. wow, what a memory of Ryan Sampson. That That is the other thing, too, and something that I've gotten with Stan and Nicole that we've argued about a, a couple different times. <clears throat> when you buy a card, do you actually, like, care what it says? 
Um, I mean, apart from it being off message or like, you know. To a degree, yes. I don't want to buy something too weird. But I, if, if I'm going to buy yeah. a card these days, I will normally write something in it. That is the actual intent right, of that, the card. Right, is what you write in it. But but I, I didn't know this. and, and But, the, you know, I've gotten so many people that will say that they actually, like, spend time reading every card to find the perfect message for the person they're giving it to. I I think that greeting cards like that are for people who can't write. That's what they are. I okay. happen to be like. Here's is the that thing. what it is? Is this is this my privilege? Is this my writing privilege coming out? I don't know. But all, what all I was going to say is like, look, I'm okay at doing this radio show. I'm a phenomenal writer, so that is why I don't worry about this at all. Like okay, like for as okay as you may think I am at this show. <laughs> what do you wait? What makes you consider yourself a phenomenal writer? I'm really fucking good at writing. If. I am the person that various people c- come to to do their resumes, cover letters, to ask, hey, uh, I need to write this email. Like in my own department, people will come to me and say, hey, we got to write this email to so and so. What should it say? How should it be phrased? I am All good. Right. I, f- I mean, I know you're good, but I feel like you've got to like to make that a public statement. You've got to dial it back. You're not allowed to say. No, you are. You're, you're, if you're good at something. No, like, no, no. You have to have proof and you have no proof. What what would proof be? I have a ton of proof. Oh, you can get paid. I can get paid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So then then you can say like once someone starts paying you to be a writer. I've been paid to write a resume. It's it's not even my job. No, 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 no. That doesn't that, that doesn't count. Are you kidding me? That most certainly counts. I mean, it counts, but that's not what I'm talking about. What about if I've been paid to write a commercial? I mean, sure, like if 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 so you're I've been paid like to write a commercial. Okay, wrote a commercial but th- for Seagram's one time. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. But yeah, if you oh, I remember that. Yeah. If if you it, yeah, but I feel like I mean like listen, I'm not saying you're not a phenomenal writer because I know you're a really good writer, but I feel like in order to like and this is just my own personal thing, right? Yeah. Is that is that I don't compare and and this is do you, I guess you're comparing yourself to the person next to you. I'm, I'm comparing myself to the average person, and I know that I am probably uh, in the yeah. top. I would That's, say so you two can't to, say you can't say you're a phenomenal writer if you're comparing yourself to the person next to you. Who are you measured against? Ernest Hemingway. For, which, by the way. I, for real, though, if you're going to say you're a phenomenal writer, you have to measure yourself against phenomenal writers. You can't measure yourself against Debbie in accounting. Okay, but what I'm saying is I am closer to Ernest Hemingway than I am Debbie in accounting. I agree. But, so, but here's the thing. If you think of recorded human history, <laughs> I am one of the best writers of all time. I'm, I'm dead serious about this. Think about all the people who have ever been born. Then think about all the morons you come in contact with. Yeah, but I, that I children's think, book alone that I wrote and sent to you should put me fucking ahead good. of a, a gajillion people. <laughs> but you, but you understand, like so many people. I feel like if you're really gonna say, like, I'm really phenomenal at something, like if you're saying, I'm. But again, a, I I disagree actually, because here's the thing, I don't like a lot of days. I don't think our radio show is very good, right? Right. Is it still better than pretty much, I would say, 98% of the population if they were to do a radio show? Yes, probably more. Probably more in the 99th percentile. So doesn't that, on some level, make it very good? Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're I think you're being a little unfair there. Uh, You're not wrong. You're 100% right. I mean, like, yeah, when we're comparing ourselves to Howard, we're not there yet. But if we're comparing ourselves to, you know, like every every, you know, two girls that decided to do a podcast and got through five episodes before they gave up. Yeah, we're doing OK. So I think in in, in context, that makes us very, very good. But I, I it's just more like, even you can say that you're a, a you can say that you're like if you're like cooking, I feel like is this might be the, I'm the best comparison, writer. Right? Most people know. <laughs> I'm not is, ca- like like in their life. I'm not saying like I'm J.K. Rowling. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not a novelist. But I, I'm getting at like like if you were if you were to say who's the best writer like in your circle, it's probably me. Okay, but but like you say that it, like you can do a lap around the track, but if you try to run a mile, you're going to run out of breath. Like even you're admitting that. Well, I haven't tried to write that. Yeah, yeah sure, but it's different. It's different skill sets. It is and it isn't. It most certainly is. 
I they see the one thing that I've yeah I guess I don't know it's a a sprint versus a marathon. It's an interesting what my cooking analogy though right is I feel like as like an average person cooking is one thing that 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 um who did I pick on from accounting before I don't know whoever Betty from accounting let's see I can't remember if it was but Betty from accounting could in all seriousness like walk up to someone world renowned and take them down really i think so yeah but you like, don't I think, think you don't think that could happen with a writer i don't i mean it might be able to happen with a writer but right like like if you if you mark who play on your driveway court got up against you know lebron yeah. LeBron, 100 times out of 100, is going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. But if Betty from accounting, who learned from her grandmother, who's been doing it her whole life and is who, who is, has somewhat of a creativity in her head, goes on a reality show or goes on Iron Chef, there's a really good chance she beats Bobby Flay. Yeah, but I also think that's due to the subjective nature of it. Whereas basketball, I mean, I- there's not. But that's where, like, like if you're going to say that you're phenomenal at something, yes. I mean, I do think you, like, if if someone's like, are you phenomenal? Like, it, they have to be like, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Ernest Hemingway. I don't want to be. I'm a really good fucking writer. <laughs> I, I'm standing by the fact that I'm phenomenal. It's probably the no, thing I'm are. best at. Okay. But, but if you're, if you're, I don't understand. See, that's, I guess where that's baffling to me is that if you really think that you are world class, and and then didn't do it, man. I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I'm not saying I'm a. I, I'm saying like I would be a world class copywriter or something like that. I'd be a world class. Um, you would. You would. You would be like if there's conventions of ad writers in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you would be the rock star walking through. I the could do a really. Hall. I could. I could fucking kill in that industry. But but no one else in the whole city would know who the fuck you are. Yeah. Okay. Right. Wouldn't that be how that would work? I guess, yeah. So you're more like, yeah, I understand. I could be very good at that. I'm saying that, like, I am whatever. I'm saying that writing is what I am best at. Yeah. It's not this radio show. It's not doing events. It's not that. It's it's writing shit. I just don't do it like that. But if you need somebody to write you something good, like if you if you gave me. Like people send me their they're like uh, most of you out there are terrible writers. I don't know what you're doing, but people send me their cover letters and I fix them up. I make them sound like <laughs> like a like a person with a fucking brain wrote it. Yes, yes. And uh, that's my thing. Okay, I think most people it's it's practice, but yeah, you're right. It's hard. Writing is hard. Mm-hmm. I'm good at writing. I'm you not good, good at. at I'm, it's I think the I germination think it, of the idea. I, need I don't. A framework. I don't I just don't understand. I didn't realize that you felt that way about yourself. I know you are good about it, but I, I just, if you, I really think that you should. Uh, no, uh, I don't have it. I'm not saying I, there's a difference between being good at writing and having a story to tell. Yeah, but even the things you're talking about, like. I don't like, want to do that. Why would I want to write resumes? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not don't my, ha- It doesn't have to want to write resumes, right? But if you really, truly believe yeah. Like if you, anyone, and I'm not just saying you, but if you really truly believe that you are the best in your, like at something in the world. I don't think or, I'm the or, best or, or in can, the world. Or, well, or can be competitive. I'm not saying I can be competitive. Like, I, I think well, you kind of were. Yeah. You're just using the word phenomenal. That, that's, that's what's taking you to a, a, another spot. I'm just saying I'm in the top 1%. That's that. See, that means you're competitive with the best in the world. There's probably hundreds of thousands of people. In right. The top but 1%. those but but even no, I don't think so. I mean, maybe around the world, but let's even just There's narrow it down people on the earth. All right. Let's narrow it down to the United States. And I still think that if you're in that top one percent, still three million people. All I'm saying is that if you're really that good at something. Yeah, that's not no top one percent of writers not of the united states no i'm saying of the united states yo you're saying of the entire i'm saying of people that uh, 
of professional. I guess I guess say what I'm trying to say is that if you're really as good as you're saying you are, yes, you don't have to. You're thinking about it as drudgery. If you're really that good, you will run circles around people doing it and get yourself a really nice life. Yeah, but I don't want to. All right. I like what I do. I mean, like, imagine just sitting at home, never leaving your house, which sounds so amazing to you, mm. and just fucking uh, punching up press releases for politicians. Yeah. That could be fun. I, right? And, like, you just sit at home, and some communications director in the third con- congressional district of Kansas who's never run a campaign before has to have someone to look at it. And they pay you money to just read it and go like, eh, and then send it back to them. Yeah. Interesting. I'll consider this. <laughs> like, if you're really like, that's what I'm saying. That's I don't understand. I think some people don't realize that if they it, it, that they really are so good at something, yeah. then you should pursue it. I feel like you're low key mocking me. No, I'm not mocking you at all. I'm 100% like, Mark, if you really think you're that good at it, I don't understand why you would go through the the um, stress of a nine to five that you don't love. Not that you don't like your job. I know you love your job, but you're talk you're talking about like a gifted passion, like in comparison, a gifted passion, right? I don't have a passion for doing writing or I probably oh. would be. I'm just I happen to be very good at it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not talking about screenwriting or anything like that. I'm talking about like, hey, make this technical writing. fucking sound better. You're talking about just like technical writing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I forgot how we speaking, got there. Well, speaking of, we, we, we were talking about Christmas. I was writing something. <laughs> Christmas cards. Oh, yeah. Christmas cards suck. Dash, Ryan. Speaking of writing, I have I got a redacted screenplay today. Oh, why? Yeah, I, I I got a call back. A call back? Yeah, for a role? Yeah. In what? Uh, a short film. Who redacts a screen? Is this even like a known short film? I I I honestly, so I I didn't apply. Uh, they found me and asked me to read for the role. So that was nice. That was sort of like a little surprise. Is this your first ever audition? It was. It was, my, it was my first Where ever one. Where did they find you? Uh, backstage. Is that like a website? Yes. Okay. So, all right. What What is the role? It's it's for murdered uh, corpse. <laughs> no, it's like an office comedy. It seems like, or I don't know. I only got like uh, you know, like basically a page and a half of of dialogue. What's the character's so it could, name? Uh, Steve. So it could be it could be, uh, you know, a, a murder flick or it could be a comedy. I don't know. But it's set in an office. So how, where did you have to like go to an audition? No, it was a Zoom. OK. Did you dress up like Steve would? I, I really considered it before I got on. I'm like, OK, so this is supposed to be somebody like because they gave me a little bit of prep. They're like, you know, you're going to be playing in uh, like a, a burnout office worker. And and so. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I should put on a tie. Mm. And I didn't. I, I went against the tie. Classic I'm, Steve I, move. Yeah, classic Steve move. Yeah. I'm like, you know, but but and and I think I blew it. I'm pretty I think I went in going pretty good. But then uh, I definitely got a we'll let you know at the end. OK, <laughs> did you put on an accent or anything? No, I didn't have to do an accent, but they asked me to do it in a couple different like tones or a couple different now, attitudes what was, the, what was the line you had to say um just it pick was, one it was, it was like a hey how are you so give hey me... there you are it was it was like hey there you are okay so there's one delivery give me another delivery hey there you are okay so they wanted like a little more mocking okay w- like i was you... a little like mocking the young guy like i'm the older guy mocking like like hey there little guy how are you so it had to be sort of like you know a, a hey Hey there, how are you, buddy? Nah, I'm just fucking with you. Okay. So, how long did this audition take? 15 minutes. Actually, more like 10. So you just sat in front of a Zoom saying, hey there, how are you? Different. <laughs> well, there was, I mean, like, but they were all like, it, there was there was no, like, uh, monologue of meaningful dialogue. How it many was all... people were on the Zoom? I'm fascinated <laughs> by this. 
Uh, I think it was there was two others, so I'm guessing it was the director and the producer. They yeah. didn't say what the roles were. Did is this a paying gig? Honestly, I don't know. I think it might be. I think it was a, a paying non-union gig. When did it shoot? Uh, next month. Would we have to go on hiatus so you could shoot your big movie? I don't know. Oh, man. Does it shoot in New York? Yes. All right. I don't think I'm getting the role, though. No, so Ryan, don't. Ryan, don't think that way. <laughs> Just because, and, and the thing is, I, I, where I went off is... I, I started ad-libbing and I didn't mean to. Like, it just happens that way. You started ad-libbing? Yeah. Like, in I would an audition? Eat, well, like, not, 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 like, if the line was, hey, how are you? What's going on? I would do, what's going on? How you doing? You fucking idiot. I know. Ryan, it, it's not even. <laughs> it's my first time, Mark. It was my first time. But now I know, like, don't fucking do that. Were they like, stop doing that? No. No, they were totally cool with it. Like, they kept reading the scene and going through it. And it made sense. Like, it didn't stand out. I didn't say anything that, like, didn't make sense in the scene. It's just probably, for the first time doing this, I should read the actual fucking words on the script. That's true. That's true. Did you rehearse with anyone beforehand? No, I rehearsed with myself, but not with anybody else. All right. Okay. But it was it was very interesting. I was glad. Like it, it felt it felt good to be like, wow, seriously, somebody wants me to do this. That's that. I get that. Yeah. So and I totally. I, I don't think I'll be, dude. I'll be shocked if they call me back. The only reason they called me back is because the other three people ahead of me weren't available. <laughs> I'll, I'll be. That's the only way I'm getting a call back on this one. Oh God. <laughs> I, but but you know what? It was really good because, dude, I ended up one of the best piece of pieces of advice I was ever given in my whole career. And and you know, like I'm not somebody, and I think you're a little bit like me. I don't like to fail at things. No. So if I think I'm going to fail, I just won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, or if I don't want something, like I won't waste my time on things. Basically, I have a pretty good idea. I have a pretty good idea of what I can do and what I can't, which is why normally when I say, hey, I could do that, I'm normally right. Yeah. But when I, but, but that at least allows me to not find myself in too many situations where I'm like, wow, that went poorly. <laughs> well, so when I was in Baltimore and I was trying to get out, um, I, I got offered a job or not offered a job, but a job was pursuing me that I did end up taking. Um, and I was ignoring them. I wasn't, I sort of was like blowing them off. I'm like, I don't want this. I want nothing to do with it. And, and fast Jimmy pulled me aside. He's like, dude, listen, you're going for a position you've never had before. He's like, go practice interviewing. He's like, if you practice, get it, get a bad interview out of your system at a job you don't care about. And that way, when the job you do want comes along, you'll, you won't make those mistakes. That is the best advice I've ever heard in my life. So you went and interviewed, but then did take the job? Yep, I went and interviewed and did take the job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how, that's how I got to Nebraska. But 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 seriously, like um, it, it was like it really taught me something. Like I should, you know, practice. Yeah, I probably was not. You know, this was not my best performance of my entire life today. But now I know what one of those feels like. Like the next time I do it, I'm going to go in a little more confident and a little more like, okay, don't make that mistake. But did you capture the essence of Steve? I That's... think I did. Okay. Good. Well, hopefully did, we'll, we'll wait to hear back. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting this. Can I hey, call them? I do, can I actually call them as your as your like manager and be like, hey, so I heard Ryan read for Steve today. Just want to <laughs> circle back on that and see how. <laughs> How it went. How it went. No, we probably won't do that. But if if uh, if they do, for some reason, get the part, I'll make sure uh, that they know they have to come on an episode and, uh, and, and talk about all the different ways that I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. That would be great. <laughs> I want to be like, Ryan only works with uh, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> no. Ryan only works with James Cameron. Is he attached to this project? Uh, he might be. I mean, very well could be. I mean, like, what if what if I'm like going in all casual, like, eh, and it's really like this is like a Spielberg thing? Yeah, I don't think Steven Spielberg just reaches out to people on <laughs> on Zoom. 
It sounds more like you were potentially being vetted for bank bus. Like, I don't know. <laughs> nah, it was real. It looks like they actually, from some of the other things, these people had their They shit invited me in. There was just a white wall and a black couch. <laughs> they said it was a casting meeting. Um, What's this? Mark, yesterday we didn't get to Why? something. And yeah. we, we'll, we're going to do two more things, right? Yeah. We've got to, uh, How much time do we have left? We have about ooh, eight minutes left. All right. So we have three things. Maybe we're going to have to knock the first thing that I wanted. I wanted to pick up another subject. What I do want to talk about, and we can tie it into charities, is there is a house here in, um, in uh, fucking Fairfield. Fairfield. That go. is is like called like Wonderland or something. You can go and it's crazy. I'll post some of the things on my Instagram a little bit later today. Um, you can go and like go through these people's house. I don't know what their electric bill is, but it, it raises money for Shriners Hospitals for children. Like okay. you just donate some money and then you walk around it. But it's like a real thing. And so my my donation today is going to go towards Shriners Hospitals. Well, that's really uh, nice. Dude, but like, it's like you're going to see this. They have a kiosk set up. There's music playing throughout. I can't imagine living next to it. They literally have to put a sign up every night that makes the street <laughs> one-way traffic. Oh, God. Like, but I mean, also, though, I like Christmas. Maybe I wouldn't mind living next to it. I don't know. You know, my grandfather used to uh, do weekly runs to the Shriners Hospital. With beer? <laughs> With children. Oh. Like what would he do? Uh, he would he would uh, take kids uh, to the hospital that needed care. There was oh, a is lot this of the fire truck grandfather. Yeah, well, both of my grandfathers are fire truck grandfathers. Okay, um, but but he would uh, like there was a lot of Amish kids. Oh, um, okay, get it. Yeah, that he would you know he would make the run. Uh, I think it's in Cincinnati, um, back and forth every week. He 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 put a lot of hours on the road driving back and forth. Well, that's very nice, <clears throat> right? What is uh what is your your charity today? Uh, uh mine is uh uh Big Brothers and Big Sisters cuz I was just reminded uh of a friend of mine who doesn't live in New York anymore but when I first lived in New York he lived here and uh picked up a big brother or a little brother rather he was the big brother and uh they are still friends to this day. Oh that's nice. Yeah. That's something I always am like I I think I don't know if I would be good at that. Because I'm a lot. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm bad at I'm bad at stuff like that. But I I appreciate the. I think that's sort of why my friend did it. Is he thought that he might be bad at it, but kind of wanted to try and see and like fix that. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Are you? And, do you get a new big brother every year? Because no, mean, no, no. He he had one the entire time. Um, and they you know like since the I think the kid was like twelve or thirteen. Um, you know, when they first, when they first met and now, you know, he's an adult living on his own and, and apparently doing really well, but they have like a really strong, uh, you know, friendship. And well, so that's it's awesome. Just, right. And I was just reminded of that. So since we're plugging, we'll, we'll do the big brothers and big sisters. We have about five minutes left before we get to the holidays. I, I think it's been a, um, it's been a good year, I guess. I don't know. It's like, if you look at the news. It's been you, you. You're led to believe it's been a terrible year, right? But has has it? If you want to compare this, like I feel like everyone's still stuck in 2020 mode of just saying it's a horrible year. I agree. That that's what I'm saying. Like if you look at the news, it's sort of like we warmed up in the pre-shock of 2016. <laughs> and you, you'll convince yourself that everything's terrible, but I've found that ultimately it's not, especially when you're. You know, it's interesting, like, lately I've been coming in contact with people who I know I disagree with on a lot of stuff, but, like, you know, when it's the holiday season, whatever, everything's cool, and that's yeah. very nice. That's nice. I, I, but, I, I don't know, I, I think, I wonder what next year is gonna be like. I just have a weird feeling about 2023. I, I, uh, I can't believe people are gonna start running for president again. That really yeah. makes me want to die. <laughs> uh, but... You know, I I think we're gonna see uh, a return to some form of like normalcy, and it's gonna be a new normal. But like, people are gonna be more used to it and just like go with it rather than be like, ah. What do you mean? Um, like I like I, there's still the huge fight about in the office or yeah, out of the fuck office, that. right? And I think it's I think it's mostly settled, 
and that what it is, people are just going to be used to it going forward. And 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 you're going to see uh, giving in a little bit more to not being in the office. I, I, dude, it's 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 strange being the only one five days a week. Yeah, I was there yesterday. It was really weird. I mean, granted, it's this holiday week. I think people are going to look back on this like it's no. I'll tell you, it, yesterday because I was there yesterday too is no different from any other time that's not a holiday. Week. What I think is going to happen with the um, with the whole office thing is I think it's going to get back towards people are expected to be in the office more, and eventually, yeah. a decade or so from now, we'll look back on this time as the golden time when we had it. We could have <laughs> stayed firm on this, and we just didn't, and it fucked everything up. Yeah. But uh, where are you? So where you're heading to Titusville? Uh, no, I'm going to Baltimore. Going to Baltimore. How how long are you be in Baltimore? Can people come out and meet you at the local watering hole? No, I I will not be at any bars on Christmas. What day if or what if Christmas they're a sexy Eve. lady? <laughs> what about that? I, I no sexy ladies uh, would would dare leave their family for me on Christmas. Um, what is going to be? We we have two minutes left now. What is? What yeah, is yeah. You see, now you're just stretching. Yeah, now I am. But what is your enduring memory of 2022? <laughs> Um, it was going back to the studio. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was sort of like, you know, we had started to go back in December and then the Omicron thing happened and they sent us all home. And, and then so March, it was really true. And, and I think, you know, you were calling me a rube. Yeah. Um, but I think there was part of me that really believed that there was going to be more than just us back at the office. And then every day when I come in and, and I'm like, hello, Mr. Security Guard. And he's the only one there. See, I don't like this because what you're low key trying to do is pressure the company into making other people go back in because they're not going to say you don't have to go in. They're going to just be like, oh, OK, we'll get some more people in. So the mashup feels OK. I'll, you asked me most my most enduring memory of 2022, and that's just it. I, I'm not trying to pressure anybody or say anything. It's it's just that I really like when when there was so much enthusiasm put back to my team being back in the office. And then we get there, and I'm thinking, like, you know, it's going to be welcome back in yeah. masks. Nobody's there. No. And then no. I'm like, no, it'll be next week. It'll be next week. Everybody will. No. It'll be next month. No. <laughs> oh, shit. So, and it's, it's, oh, so do you feel like a rube? A little bit. Yeah, all right. Well, anyway. Definitely a little bit. Well, anyway. Ryan, I feel I feel honestly worse because I have this conversation a lot, not in the terms of our office, but with my deli guy that I get breakfast from every day because like he's he's like, yeah, he's like, I can tell I can. I know nobody's in the office. Of course he knows. Yeah. He's not making money the same way. I mean, he's doing okay off the tourists, but he but like I think there are hours out of the day when he when it used to be a lot busier and it wasn't. I think there are hours out of the day. It's busier now because of the tourists. But yeah, well. Anyway, any thoughts before we get out of here? Don't drink motor oil or crude oil or, or, or I don't oil. We'll be back in 2023. Uh, as always, appreciate everyone who spends a little bit of time with the show. It means a lot to Ryan and I. And, you know, if you're lonely out there this holiday season, um, I'm sorry to hear that. But, you know, you can always message us at, at Mashup Ryan, at Mark Zito, at TIH Show. And we thank you so much for listening as we do every holiday season. We're going to pay a live performance from this show of uh, John McLaughlin, This is Christmas. Be here tomorrow. Something about this time of year When everything is sacred I want to bottle it up and save it All around the sights and sounds you hear They're making me nostalgic I think about my life and I was beautiful and it's changing when the snow starts to fall. I feel like a kid again. We got the wreath hung on it, though. We got gifts piled on the floor. We got more than we could ask for. And this